welcome to the Pandemic Exposure Podcast with me, Barney Venable. This is an attempt on some kind of commentary on some of the ways that this COVID-19 pandemic and the chaos ensuing it are challenging some of our culture's worldviews, what questions it might raise for us, and what it might be exposing about who we are, what we believe, and what we value. I love just listening to people talk about kind of this idea of culture, the um, almost like the water we swim in, the air we breathe, the things that are around us that we don't even realise, the ideas, the worldviews, the beliefs, the ways of living that we all live out without even realising it. And um, particularly this year, I've just loved discussing those. Um, I'm in no way an expert. This is not um, meant to be some kind of comprehensive overview or analysis, but it's very much my thinking at the moment about some ideas in terms of what might be being exposed and what might be cropping up at the moment particularly. I'm aware also that I'm not hugely directly impacted as much as some other people and um, really this is less of an attempt to talk about the personal and emotional struggles and intensity that we all feel um, but more to take a sort of bird's eye overview, um, an objective look at what's going on in, in culture and in people's lives at the moment. So I'm sat here with a coffee in my room, uh, just at my desk, on a Wednesday morning or whenever you're listening to this, just with some thoughts on the theme of control and what that means in the context that we're living in, um, this global isolation and virus outbreak moment that we're currently in. Control seems to be something we as humans like to have in some measure. Particularly recent developments in technology have given us greater degrees of control than ever and our culture's been shaped by that. This plays out quite simply in how you can order something online in a click and have it within hours or days, where we decide we want to watch a film and we can just get there by clicking Netflix, and we don't want to wait till tomorrow to see what the weather will be like, so we just check the forecast. No longer are our plans subject to what the weather throws at us, to waiting for a film to come on the TV, or to waiting till the next time we can get into town. We don't expect to have to submit to the world, to anything outside of ourselves. We call the shots now. In a deeper and more affecting sense, and I'm no expert in these fields, but many of us may suffer from conditions linked to compulsive needs to control our lives or what's around us. Anxiety can cause us to want to have control in social situations or over future plans. Eating disorders can arise from a desire to have control over our bodies and what we eat. OCD can compel us to behaviours to try and control or manage feelings of anxiety or distressing thoughts. Yet as we start to realise when everything feels like it's falling apart, we don't have nearly as much control as we like to think we do. A lot of it is an illusion. An unexpected family emergency, a physical injury, a contagious, dangerous virus, these all prove this point well. Everything can and will at some point be thrown up in the air. And maybe that's okay. We're quick to take control into our own hands, 
but maybe this is control we weren't supposed to have. So why can't we let it go? I think a lot of it's about trust. In order to be at ease with the control of another entity over your life, you have to be able to trust it. And it's much easier to trust yourself than bother trusting anyone else, and thus we cling more and more tightly to the things we can control. Furthermore, as humans, by our evil and wrongdoing, we've seen control turned into something that can be coercive, manipulative and dominating. And we've turned into that ourselves sometimes too when we've abused some authority or power that we have. This is unhealthy, damaging control that we should run from. But I see God's control differently. What do we see when God comes to earth as a man? Jesus had authority, spiritual authority. He spoke the truth in love. He compelled and challenged people. Yet he had no authority in political spheres. No ranking and any kind of structural or legal authority. Just his influence as a rabbi of the day. He didn't exist as some sort of political figurehead or dominant ruling authority, undermining people's individual freedom to act and think how they pleased. But he did speak into people's lives as a spiritual authority. He had a high value on encouraging people to leave their sinful ways, to follow him and to do good. But he also had a high value on individual freedom. You and I are free in this world to go around and do whatever we want. In Matthew 19 verse 21. Jesus says to a rich man, If you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Jesus allowed that man to walk away very sad because he couldn't love God and others above his possessions. In Mark 8 verse 34, Jesus tells his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. He doesn't tell them, you must follow me. He tells them only what they must do if they want to follow him. Jesus compels us and challenges us, but he'll never coerce us. I think from here we get a good picture of the loving control that God wants to have over our lives. That we would willingly lay down our lives as he did for us and give him authority to work in our lives. I think we have scope for trusting God, walking with God, and knowing that he's overall, yet still having order and comfort within that. In fact, I think God is the only thing that can bring true order, true comfort, and true peace about. He is something good that we can trust. He is in control. Even in this time, there's uncertainty everywhere we look, the pandemic sweeping across the world. God has perfect, unending faithfulness and control over a bigger situation than we can see in the midst of where we are. I think the question is, will we choose to focus ourselves on the fear, the uncertainty, the um, the panic that's kind of sweeping across the news and social media at the moment, or will we choose to focus on Jesus, on how he's over everything, on how he's already come as Jesus to die for our sins, that we can have eternal life with him, and just receive his peace, just receive his love? There's a battle going on against this virus, but I think there's also a battle going on in our minds and in our conversations and in the media. And I think it's a huge challenge to think about what we're gonna give our focus to in this time. That's all I wanted to share today. 
I'll be back with a new episode next Wednesday morning. Thanks so much for listening to Pandemic Exposure.